the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. Hi, folks. Welcome to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a small business and you're looking for good employees because you're having trouble keeping a cashier, go self-checkout. Walmart does it, Home Depot does it, and so does Costco. Give them a call, 1-800-540-2149. Jeff and Mark will come out, take a look, and if they sign you up, you're looking at seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-day service. That's Southwest Point of Sale. Hey, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine, Kevin Roca, turned into a good friend. Uh, owns a company called Racer Coffee. Take a listen to what he does. It's really interesting. Hey, folks. We all like coffee. We all like motorsports. Well, guess what? Kevin Roca has decided to put the two together, and he's developed a company called Racer Coffee Company right here in lovely San Diego. I got him on the line. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Doing well, Dave. How are you? Good. So kind of put your two passions together. Is Was that kind of the mindset? Yeah, I think so. You know, I grew up racing here in Southern California, typical uh, 90s kid of racing dirt bikes and out in the desert doing that. Um, and just after years of racing and then turning into a motorsports fan, I uh, kind of started to see and uh, look for opportunity within that industry. Um, yeah, it made sense to me. I couldn't find a company out that was out there that was truly branded and, and marketed towards racing and motorsports. Uh, my brother-in-law was, was roasting coffee, and I said, hey, what do you think about doing this? And he was all about it, so we kind of went all in. That is fantastic. So how long have you guys been doing this? Well, funny enough, I, I started the company in January of 2020. Wow, so you're fresh. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Well, that is awesome. So how many different brands do you carry? Or so flavors? we really do... Sure. Yeah, we, we, we do about uh, nine different beans that we carry. We have about six or so single origin coffees that we do. It's all small batch roasted stuff. Uh, we have a couple blends, and then we do a bourbon barrel aged coffee as well. Um, all of them are kind of unique to the origin, so we kind of try to connect the origin of the coffee to a particular race or motorsports. For example, we have a really good Mexico origin bean that we call the 1000. Uh, we have a couple other unique unique names that go along with that as well. Well, that's a great idea. So now do you partner with different drivers, uh, whether they're, uh, I mean, whether they're motorcycle, you know, cars, off-road buggies, and then do you work with them as far as sponsorship goes? 
We do in some regards. We do have a couple uh, drivers that we sponsor. I, I race also, so I try to obviously support the brand as much as I can from my end. Uh, however, I think a big part of the business model was more uh, identifying the opportunity at big race tracks right. and bringing bringing good quality coffee to a race track. I figure uh, if there's a Starbucks on every corner in the town, there should be a racer cafe at every racetrack. So we're, that's a big part of what we're trying to build is, is establishing uh, more of a permanent uh, fixture at a racetrack. So currently we do sponsor Laguna Seca up in Monterey, and uh, we're looking to, to kind of use that as our model for putting a really high-quality cafe uh, experience at the racetrack for, for its customer base. So you're actually going to do brick and mortar at certain tracks? We would like to, yes. Um, the big part of our model is, is, is that, as well as our online sales, we offer currently offer subscriptions. So as we meet uh, customers and people out at these races, uh, we we try to let you know give them an opportunity to buy our coffee online. They can subscribe and and uh, kind of bring the, the the coffee that they experienced at the race. They can bring it home with them. So I notice you're a veteran. Thank you for your service. Thank uh, you. It's my pleasure. The only reason I ever drank coffee was when I was in North Korea in minus 40 degree. This was back in the 60s, warming up probably the nastiest coffee in a helmet you could ever drink. But it's the only thing that freaking kept me alive, to be honest. <laughs> wow. I bet it. <laughs> and, and I sound. What, what, what temperatures would you say it was when you were drinking it? Uh, the coffee not as hot as I would have liked it. Let's just put it that way. You need to warm warm the soul a little bit more. Oh man, I'm telling you, the day <laughs> you know what you look back on it now. So, military is the best thing I ever did. So, did did you drink a lot of coffee in the military? You know, what? I did, and it wasn't out of like a passion for it or anything like that. It was just out of necessity, to your point. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, when I got out, I I was also a sheriff's deputy. I was went to the sheriff's department up in Central California. So as a as a as a police officer deputy, I I, uh, I drank my fair share of coffee then as well. Um, so I definitely grew more of appreciation with it as as my as my professional career moved on. Right, and, and you know, I I can't wait to try your coffee. To be really honest with you, because I'm not a fan of Starbucks per se. I'll tell you a cute story. So I go into a Starbucks when they first opened, and I said, yeah, I'd like to just get a cup of black coffee. And the lady told me to go to McDonald's. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> God, told me to go to McDonald's. And I have not been back since. So I'm looking for good quality coffee, not something that's going to, you know, bounce you off the walls, but something that when you when you drink it, you know, you feel really good about it because it warms you and it tastes good. It's not bitter. So I'm really looking forward to uh, giving yours a road test. And by the way, uh, I've got your email, so we're going to probably, hopefully next month, I'm going to get you on KUSI TV and promote whatever race division you want or all and your coffee at the same time. So look forward to an email. Uh, I'll uh, I'll run this show uh, this weekend, uh, which will be good, 
uh, and I'm happy to do that for you. And then we'll line up some uh, some television. Yeah, Dave, I, I, that sounds great. I appreciate it very much, and and I you know I want to say thank you to to Emily and um, from Rebel Rally, and she kind of helped connect us. And uh, just recently met her at King of the Hammers, and uh, just been such an awesome person to to even start working with. So I'm looking forward to that as well. That's um, the craziest you- lady on the planet. Are you kidding me? Do you see what she does to girls? Makes a Tahoe to Glamis with nothing but a paper map and a compass. Give me a break. <laughs> I, love it. I love what she's doing. I think uh, I think it's so great. Well, the guys are jealous. I mean, really, when you come right down to it, they get a Michelin five-star chef at night. They have the most fun, and every and I, I work with her, and I every driver, whether it's from Holland Motors or whether it's from my uh, San Diego County Off-Road Coalition Dirt Radio Show, my co-host ran the Rebel. I, I think it's wonderful. And, man, when you talk to these girls after, before and after, boy, it's like night and day, night and day. Such an experience. That's, uh, yeah, I really love it. And after chatting with her at, at Hammers, she just uh... – she, you know, honestly, she reminded me of my wife, just overachiever, great athlete, and just uh, out there wanted to, like, nothing's going to slow her down, and I loved it. So um, I appreciate, yep. obviously, her connect, connecting you and I. And um, did, you, did you ever uh, did you ever do anything with, like, the District 38 racing or anything like that? I've done this. Well, I, I've, I've done off-road radio now for, God, more years than I care to admit. And I'm always looking – for more outlets. So if you have any District 38 people that would like to come to KUSI TV to promote their races or come on radio, you know, we, we can make it happen because I do I do six hours of radio every Sunday, and, I, and I've never missed a TV segment, and I will support any motorsports. I don't care if it's lawnmower racing or District 38. It doesn't make any difference to me because we can't allow tracks to get gobbled up by land barons and ridiculous governments. So we won't go any farther than that on that. So. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you taking initiative on that because I, I wholeheartedly agree. I I'm, yeah. I grew up down here. I grew up in Ramona. I grew up going to Octeo. grew up going to all yeah. the places and racing and riding, and um, that's, that's great. I'm glad that you're still out there and have a voice for all this. Well, I'll put you on my distribution sheet, and I'll send you my off-road radio show. My gun owners radio show. Ah, hell, I'll just send them all to you. So let's yeah, let's, let's get together. Let's do some motor. Let's do some KOSI TV to help promote the business. What's the website if somebody's thirsty? Yeah, perfect. It's uh, racercoffeecompany.com. All right, all right, man. Hey, I read your web page. Nice job with the web page. It gave a lot of really good quality information. So. I think you're. I think you're going to do well. But let me get you on the. Let me get you on the, uh, KUSI, and that'll help put you on the map. That'd be great, Dave. I really appreciate it, sir. All right, Kevin. Take care and uh, go grind some more beans. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. Bye, bye. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to the You Ought to Know Show right here on FM ninety six one, AM eleven seventy. The Answer. This uh, segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard for all, all your automotive needs, whether it's car, truck, 
motorhome, or even a classic car. Dave loves working on classic cars. Go to expressautoservicelamesa.com. Kristen Barclay, how are you today, my dear? What's going on? You know, just cruising along. The rain stopped. So it looks like we're going to get a little respite. It's been a little chilly. Uh, but I wish I had that Ram 2500 Rebel in my driveway this week. That would have been tons <laughs> of fun. Yeah, I'm telling you. I mean, it is, it's definitely a stunner from the exterior. <laughs> um, you know, we got a, a house sitter uh, here, and uh, she pulled up and probably spent 15, 20 minutes looking at the truck before even coming down. And she's like, hey. <laughs> Uh, hey. I'm staring at your truck. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I go, I noticed. She goes, uh, that's a 2500, right? And I was like, yeah. She goes, I haven't seen a Rebel in a 2500 before. I was like, no, I said it's new in 2023. Because um, it, it threw me, too. Because when I saw I was getting a Rebel, I initially was like, oh, okay, cool. I got a 1500. And then, it, you know, kind of paid more attention to the details mm. and realized, no, it's a three-quarter ton. Um, I love the Rebel. Love, love, love the Rebel. Uh, just so many cool touches. You know what I mean? I mean, it's capable, but I like the design on top of the capability. It, well, it's it's, it's, it's an in-your-face truck. Yes. In other words, I just want you to know I'm a truck. Just want you to know I can do what I say I can do. And if you want to go out... <laughs> and, and that I'm cool. And if you want to run stoplight to stoplight, we can do that, too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's kind of a truck that says like I'm different. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, yeah, it's just I don't know. I I really really like the Rebel. Um, I like the way that Ram is continuing to develop it. Yeah. You know, it's it's available in the diesel now too. The one I had was the six point four liter Hemi V eight. Um, and Hunter was like, man, he's like this thing. <laughs> he's like, it just feels fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it sounds cool too. It's got so, an attitude. It's got uh, an attitude. It does. I mean, with 410 horses and 429 uh, pound-feet of torque, I mean, it's it, it does. And, you know, just the, the stitching and the detail and the, mm-hmm. um, every little thing about it that they've done. I'm a big fan of their um, – that Ram has those storage bins in the floor that sit under the, the uh, floor mats. Yep. I think that's great. Not just storage, but it's great for when you want to either, you know, hide something from your hubby. Or from the car thieves that tend to roam, roam parking lots. Yeah. Um, the only thing, you know, uh, Hunter and I were chatting about the truck and how much we liked it. The only thing we didn't like is, you know, it's got these huge wheels, 33-inch tires, 20-inch wheels, but there, there's no running board on it. And I get it because, you know, off-road, whatever, um, but I think you could put some retractable running boards on it, and it would be fine, right? You could still go off-roading. Um it's just, it's a really tall truck to get into. Like, I was going to say, like I had a run and jump. Yeah, everybody I took one took somebody for a ride in it. They all said the same thing: where are the running boards? Yeah, and I go, yeah, no, I I get it. I would put the retractable ones in, you know, the tuck up back up underneath the body. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, because I mean I know it's off road, but yeah, when you've got the retractable ones, it's they're not they'll be fine, you know. Go and and also, I mean, how many people? How often are you off-roading? Right. I mean, even friends that I have that off-road, they're not going more than maybe like once a month. Yeah. No, I, so, I yeah. totally agree. And I, I think, this is just me thinking, uh, the reason they, they don't put them on, because you could get them, you know, like if you, it's either, I don't know if it's a dealer option or you could mark the box 
and buy the Rebel 2500, I'm sure, with a, with a running board of some kind. They just don't want to give it to a press person, especially if you go off-road, which they probably think you will. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is, you know, press people, right? You and I, a lot of times I drive different places, like places I probably wouldn't normally go. Right, you me know, too. Especially depending on the vehicle. And then you get in conversations with people, and I think people notice. And I think sometimes people don't think, oh, yeah, that's something I can add on. And they look at it and go, oh, well, I really like the way that looks, but I couldn't get that truck because I can't get in and out. If they see you struggling getting in and out, <laughs> it's not a good look. Does that make sense? Oh, trust me. I definitely am telling you it's not a good look. Well, I go to this same place for lunch. every Once I get a new vehicle, I, it's the first thing I do is I drive it down to this restaurant with a book and go in, eat my lunch, and eat, read a book. And it's got to the point now where the patrons, hey, what are you driving today? <laughs> okay, there's, <laughs> there's another 10 minutes gone, but that's okay. I don't care. And I do love it. But no, I, I and you get yourself into a, a routine I try to break it every once in a while and go back roads that I haven't been on in a long time because it definitely it definitely makes a difference. So, did you get the barn door tailgate or just a normal tailgate? No, it was a normal tailgate. Have you seen um, the Have and, you yeah. seen the barn door? Yeah, I have, and I actually like them. I like them a lot more than I thought I would. Like, well, I, you know, initially I kind of thought it was gimmicky, but they're so functional. Well, because well now, and I had bought a cash register, a real big heavy cash register and i had things are always really heavy well really really heavy and you know why so the crooks wouldn't steal them but so i'm trying to get this in the back of a press truck and i happen to have a ford with a normal tailgate well i got it to the tailgate and i had to go get somebody to help me take it from the tailgate to the bed but with that ram barn door you just set it right on the uh, on the bed and close the doors and you're golden so wow. I, because I thought it was gimmicky too. I honestly did. I thought, well, this isn't going to fly until I had an opportunity to use it. So I'm thinking, okay, I changed my mind. But uh, so I just wondering if yours had that or not. But no, no, I've I've, I've driven them with it, and I do like it. I yeah. think it's way more functional than you think. You yes, know? way um, more. But yeah, this one didn't. It had the tonneau cover. This is actually the truck that I drove to the airport right before our trip, um, and it was great. You know, because we could load the luggage up. It oh yeah. Even better with the you know uh, barn door, but you know the tonneau cover sure. definitely accommodated. Kids had a lot of room. One thing I'm having is my kids keep getting car sick all of a sudden. They've never had this problem before. Really? Um, but yeah, but in trucks and Ram has such a good ride quality that they didn't in this vehicle. And so you know it's always important to point out, especially when it's still an off road truck, but that has such a great uh, uh, ride quality. Um, yeah, it's just something new. I don't know what's going on. Um, I had my daughter riding the the front of a our uber just so she didn't get car sick um because uh yeah it's just something something that just started out of nowhere i don't know what's going on that's that how tall is that girl now she's i'm five six she's probably five four jeez i've seen a picture of her you had her on facebook and i'm thinking oh my goodness i remember when this kid was tiny i know man I know. They're growing. I, like we, yeah. Well, both of them, really, when you come right down to it. I know. I, I don't. Quit feeding them. It's nuts. Just quit feeding them. So, <laughs> so, and you know, tell me if this wasn't another thought pattern. I mean, this was a vehicle I didn't care what gas cost. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is where I, I, think, I think any 
when you're buying a, a three-quarter ton truck, I don't think anybody's really worried about fuel efficiency because a lot of times, you know, they're buying it for the payload, they're buying it for the towing. And this is capable of towing 16,870 pounds, um, and you're not expecting to be a fuel-efficient vehicle. And, right. you know, when you're in this size truck, they don't, they don't uh, rate them. I didn't look at it, but I'll tell you this. I noticed that it didn't budge. I didn't, I didn't yeah. check and calculate my fuel economy, but my, my gas gauge didn't budge. And I thought it was really fairly priced. Um, you can get in one starting at 68,000, a little mm-hmm. over 68, like 68,9. Mine was 80,000. And I thought with the way trucks are priced these days, you know, a, a lot of times if I like playing around, because, you know, you and I sometimes will just sit online and configure vehicles, oh, right? Yes. <laughs> when I start doing that, I feel like I'm always north of 90 these days. Mm-hmm, so for this mm-hmm. to be 80,000, to have a Rebel, to have that amazing exterior, to have all the capability, um, all the technology, I thought eighty thousand was a really fair price point. Yeah, I, 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 what color was yours? Billet silver. Oh yeah, that's 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 a good color. I I think Ram is just doing a, a stellar job uh, with their lineup. You know, everything all the way up uh, to the T Rex. They absolutely are. They are killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we're not supposed to have favorites. But I, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. If I was going to go buy a truck these days, I'd go buy a Ram. Me too. I I got and I have no, and that's my personal. But when I review vehicles, I don't review them because I like one over the other. I'm just telling you, if I was if I had the money, uh, I, that's what I would. I'd get a Ram. And, and the reason for me is the attention to detail, yep. the features, the technology, the safety. Like, all together, it just kind of checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. I find with other trucks that I always, you know, find something that, for me, mm-hmm. for my personal, I'm, it's missing something, right. right? Either it rides too much like a truck, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't feel like it has the detail for the price point, or, you know, it's always something. Whereas I feel like Ram checks all the boxes for me. Right. No, I'm and right there. I was there. not a Ram I'm person, right. Dave. Pardon? I was not. You know when they like when it was Dodge, mm-hmm. I, I would nitpick the heck out of those trucks because right. I felt like the interior was not up to par. Right, and man, have they done? They have done a three sixty and then some yeah. on the materials, the yeah. details, the stitching, Everything. the quality. It's just yeah, it's you amazing. You get your money's worth now. Let's just put it that way. You do get your money's worth. Yes, Plus, man, and you can. They look good. I absolutely love it. And they're retaining their value. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's important. Oh yeah. They're really retaining their value. You know, in Texas, I always tell everybody, you know, get a 4 by 4 if you're going to buy a truck in Texas because it's going to sell better. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that's another thing to keep in mind. If you're if you're going to buy a truck and only own it for a couple of years, you know, look at the resale and, and make sure you get the features yeah. so you get the best bang for your buck when you sell it. Because I don't think we're going to see used cars go into the tank anymore. I think they're going to be a premium just like... You know, you can still buy a new car, but it's going to be a lot more expensive. Finances is going to be tough. So I think quality used cars are, are the hidden gems, for at least for the next five to ten years, I think. Yes, I think you're right. I do. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of been watching it, and it seems like it drops a little bit, and then it just goes right back up. Yeah. Um, All right. So, yeah. got to let you go, or we're going to get yelled at. Because you don't want to get yelled at by the big guy. I'm afraid of the big guy. He's so sweet and cuddly, but yes, he does get, yes, no, I don't want him to yell at me. <laughs> well, I'm glad. You, at least, we're on the same page. So you have a wonderful afternoon. Say hi to the family, and we will talk to you for sure next week. 
Sounds great. Thank you, Dave. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. That's Brian Armstead, who we're talking about right here on You Ought to Know, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to the You Ought to Know show, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Signal's brought to you by John's Automotive Care, 6267 Riverdale Street in lovely San Diego. Go to John's with an S, San Diego AutoRepair.com, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, AAA approved, three year, 36,000 mile warranty. How much better could it get? Brian Armstead on the line, just jumping out of a Defender 130. You like that? Actually, thing? I'm still in it. I'm still in it, Dave. I'm uh, sitting behind the wheel. I bet you so, are. Comfy, you fit. You know, Oh, great. And, you know, you said jumping out, and that's an interesting kind of uh, intro into the segment because, you know, you could you could literally see this vehicle anywhere in the world, you know, with, with emergency crews and, and rescue or humanitarian assistance jumping out, you know, traveling down mm-hmm. uh, pathways that are unpaved and potholes strewn and, you know, uh, just... They, you know, you've seen the roads overseas in some in some so-called third world countries. The roads can be a mess, but this is the kind of vehicle that strikes you when you first walk up to it, Dave, because it is absolutely stunning, stunningly good looking. It is a gorgeous eight passenger Land Rover Defender. The Defender is the the lower kind of lower echelon uh, wing of the Land Rover, Range Rover, um, you know, consortium. Uh, it's, it's the bargain brand for Land Rover. Range Rover is the luxury brand, but there's nothing that doesn't uh, uh, speak luxury about this 130. Uh, somebody's always calling me. Let me turn off my phone here. Um, sorry, I forgot to do that. I don't know if you can hear that warning, but uh, let me just put that on hold there. Um, it, it just... It's just me. I mean, you know, I don't want to sound like a snob, but this is a vehicle I could see myself driving oh, yeah. every day. First time I see you know, one, I yeah, it's got your name all over it. And and not oh, my goodness. because you fit. It's like a nice pair of shoes. Yeah, I fit like a nice pair of shoes. It took me a minute to get used to the seats. They're, they're pretty highly bolstered. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a wide body. Mm-hmm. And when you release all of the uh, inflatable bladders right. that are in the seats, it's still a little little tight. And the seat cushion is a little uh, firm, but it's not something I don't think I can't get used to. Mm-hmm. And as far as my right leg against the center console, it's got some nice padding there, so I'm good. You know, you sit up tall. Um, it's, it's, again, eight passenger, so it's got an extended wheelbase. Um, you can also buy different Defenders. Um, you know, they, they have several in their lineup. So... They have six Defender two-door models starting from 55100 to the V8 Carpathian edition starting at 115 That's a big difference. That's almost double. That is double the price for the base model to the top uh, top model in the Defender two-door series, Defender 90. You have the um, Defender 110 four-door models that are five passengers, uh, p- passenger seating starting at... Um, just under fifty five thousand. It's interesting. The base Defender one ten is cheaper than the base Defender two door ninety, hmm. and then the V eight Carpathian edition starts at one eighteen four hundred, and then you have five of this one thirty 
the extended long wheelbase four-door models at seat eight, starting at sixty-eight thousand for the you know the steel wheels and you know kind of bare bones, mm-hmm. all the way up to uh, ninety-nine thousand um, for the one thirty X. There's got to be a, I think I forgot to put in the our Carpathian edition mm-hmm. that costs a little bit more, but um, you know they can they can get pretty pricey. The uh, trim level that I have is the first edition. And I don't know what it means. It's got really cool first edition sill plates on the doors. Um, base price eighty four seven hundred comes out the door ninety two oh seven five fourteen seventy five included um, in that price for for destination. Mild hybrid, Dave, three liter six, three hundred ninety five horsepower, four hundred six pound feet of torque. It's a mild hybrid system. Gets decent mileage. I thought it would be a little bit better with the mild hybrid, 19 combined, 17 city, 21 highway. You compare that to my Lexus LX570, doesn't have the mild hybrid system. And, you know, I struggle to get 18 just all around. So Mm -hmm. you have a gas-guzzling 5.7-liter V8 versus a, Mm -hmm. you know, a a 3-liter 6. And I thought the uh, fuel economy would be a little better, but I'm sure with all of the... Off-road uh, things that are needed to make this off-road capable. For example, it's got a 28.5 degree departure angle. And what that means, folks, is that when you leave a hill, uh, when when you leave a hill, you get you got 28 degrees before anything scrapes on the bottom of this Land Rover. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of underbody cladding here, a lot of weight, a lot of structural rigidity is necessary for the car not to flex when it's off-road. So when you you know when you compare the two, um, I think that uh, 17 city, 19 highway, 21 highway, 19 combined, 21 highway, you know perhaps that could be a little bit better. But that's just a quibble on my part. I'm sitting behind a wheel. I've got a leather wrapped steering wheel. I've got a dual stitch dash. I've got a really cool multimedia display in front of me, and I have another center display, which gives me all the information that I need. The shifter is right in line with your with, with your arm on the armrest. You slide it forward, and the shifter is right there in your hand. And it's got uh, like a pistol grip shifter that sits amidship on the dash. It's not low on the console. It's between the uh, touchscreen for you know controlling radio and and and, um, and navigation. It sits as part of the start, stop, volume, climate console, which is just below the main screen. And below that, you have storage bins that also uh, have power and, and USB um, compartments, um, uh, um, outlets. Uh, the storage bin has a hole in the bottom, an open area, not a hole, but an open area. It reaches down to a platform where you can put a purse or a laptop, and it's got high sides, so you can actually fit some, you know, something substantive there. You come back, you have the cup holders. Behind the cup, there's no lid for the cup holders, which is interesting. You come back to uh, behind that, you have wireless charging. And then behind that, you have the armrest that also has a cool box, uh, you know, a chilled um, uh, center console box where you can put some water or some drinks or something, get them nice and chilled before you imbibe. Um, the only thing about the wireless charging is that it it's kind of, you know, the screen is hidden partially by the armrest. So when you put it down in there, you have to lift up the armrest to make sure it engages because there's if there's if there's somewhere on the screen that shows that it's actually charging, 
I haven't found it yet. You know, a lot of times when you put something on a wireless charger, you'll see a little indication on that center screen that the phone is actually charging. Not the case here. If it's there, I apologize, Land Rover. I just, and you know, we get these things for six, seven days. I just haven't found it. Um, and that's the quibble again. Doesn't have anything to do with the ride quality. It's just a little convenience item that I like to see. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. When you slide your phone, because it's like a slot right below the center armrest, right? There should be a tiny light. No, no, no. It's not a slot, and it's not a. uh, It's 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 a little dish, almost like a little indentation, and there's no light that comes on that that you know it's charging. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Trust me, Dave. I've I've been trying to figure this one out since yeah, I got yeah. in the car, and there's nothing that says nothing there. Okay, you, know, you are you are engaged, my brother. So um, yeah, and that's again, that's that's um, that's that's a very minor thing. Well, let me ask it's you. Sort of the, uh, so does it does it yeah, charge so the phone? Does it charge the phone or no? Yeah, it's a wireless charging pad. You just have to look at it to make sure it's charging, okay. or listen to give oh, a little, I gives see. a little sound. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha it gives gotcha. a little sound, but you can't. No illumination. On the, there's no screen indicator right. that right. says, "Hey, I'm, I'm getting some juice to that thing," unless you, you know, you check it out yourself. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice, tall, airy cabin. I like the fact that they have a nice combination of dark trim, light trim. And the seats are a beautiful tan leather. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, you have three rows of seats, at, and the rear two rows, of course, have headrests. are required by law. And then at the back hatch, you have a spare tire mounted on the back hatch, not under the car, not in the, in the body of the car, on the back hatch, which makes for terrible vision out of the rear window. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the D-pillar is pretty thick, and the headrest blocks the little window on the side. So if you look over your shoulder, you can't see a darn thing. And I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking one day in the driveway, I'm thinking, wow, it would be so nice if Land Rover would have included a digital mirror, you know, the kind with the camera that is actually built into the mirror. Mm-hmm. So I flipped the um, the little switch below the mirror, thinking it was, you know, to to eliminate glare. And voila, it's a camera. And you can see everything behind the car, and it doesn't give me a headache like some of these uh, camera um, images do. And it's just a brilliant solution to a problem of, of low visibility out the rear. Now, the interesting thing is, is because the camera is at the back of the car, when you look in that mirror, the cars seem a lot closer to you than they actually are because, you know, I've got about six, seven, eight, nine feet, maybe 10, I don't know, between the driver's seat and the back of the car. Mm-hmm. So the camera's on the back. So when you see that car behind you, it looks like it's right on your bumper, but it's not. <laughs> so and that's kind of hard to explain, but you get used to it very quickly. When you're changing lanes, you have blind spot warning um, indicators that are very bright LEDs on the mirrors. No guessing here. You can see them bright sun or, or shade. They're very bright little dots to let you know that Somebody's in your um, in your blind spot. Mm-hmm. It just takes you a little while to get used to um, yeah. used to the um, you know the different uh, nuances of the car. Uh, my tester was outfitted with a towing pack, two, eighteen hundred fifty dollars, and includes all-terrain progress control, control, terrain response to configurable terrain response, response, advanced tow assist, and a tow hitch receiver. A five hundred dollar cold climate pack 
heated windshield, heated washer jets, heated power wash, which is headlight power wash, rather, and uh, heated steering wheel. And what makes my car different from uh, Ken Panton from Unnamed Project posted a picture of his uh, um, media Defender 130 today, but he did not have the 22-inch style 5098 five-spoke gloss silver wheels at $2,000. Man, they make a dramatic difference in this car. They're they're racy and rugged at the same time. Mm. I have gorgeous Carpathian gray paint, $1,050. It's a must-buy if you buy one of these, these Defenders. The Carpathian gray is a must-buy. 6040 low through Honda controls for the rear seats. A 22-inch full-size spare wheel, $200. 300 for the 6040 uh, load through. Rough cut walnut veneer on the uh, panels here. Beautiful wood. No charge for that because of the trim level. And uh, it's just a really nice car, man. Um, mm-hmm. I am. It goes back a day early. Go, a day early uh, goes back tomorrow. Oh, it's got really cool. Um, Configurable LED lighting in the in the door right. pockets, and at night, it's really really nice to drive. I haven't been out much at night because of my uh, sickness, but I'm sure the uh, atmosphere. And actually, I haven't driven the car at night, but I can now see because it's getting dark here in Maryland. Right. I can see LEDs starting to show throughout Sweet. the cabin. How you feeling? Uh, feeling well better? Done, man, feeling better? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still I'm I, I was telling Brendan um, I'm about eighty eighty five percent. Yeah, that's what I thought. Still a little, too. Still a little weak. Uh, I was supposed to go to Dodge Hornet tomorrow. And uh, I just canceled the program. Yeah. Um, so it's going to take me maybe another another you know week or so to get back on, on my feet. But I'm thankful that you know I'm feeling better. All right. So, take it one day at a time. There you go, brother. All right. Take take yep. a take a good take good care of yourself, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir, Dave. Thank you, and thank you, Brendan. Good All right. Day. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, got a car review. Volkswagen Taos 2023. Stay tuned on FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Thanks to Convoy Auto Service, 11370 or 3905 Convoy Street in San Diego. Go to convoyautorepair.com. Nap Auto Care, ASC certified, AAA approved. Joe and uh, Dave and the gang do a phenomenal job. Warranty's good for 336, clear across the United States. Uh, and bumper or uh, collision dock, Kearney Mesa, they changed their name. They used to be a bumper dock. But they went and invested in some more equipment, hooked up with some more insurance companies. Now they're a full-fledged uh, insurance-centered body collision. And they do everything from collision to paint. Any make, model, uh, they've got it all. So that's CollisionDoc.com, CollisionDoc.com. All right. Had a couple cars that I haven't had a chance to put on air. And one of them, I don't know if I, I think I got the, oh, yes, I do. I think, I think, I think. Yes. And that's the 2023 Tios 1.5 Turbo SEL. Now, you would think Volkswagen, coming from a small you know, car company with the Beetle, would be the first of just about everything small. Well, the Taos actually is, was the first small two-row uh, SUV in their lineup. 
uh, outside of station wagons and what have you. Then you got the Tiguan, which is a little bit bigger than that. Then, of course, then there's the Atlas. So the Taos is, I think, because I kind of like small vehicles myself personally, and the price of thirty four five thirty five is not bad either. I mean, that does not hurt <laughs> a lick. Uh, I'm getting 25 city, 32 highway, 28 combined. I'm actually getting as high as 40 uh, with mine. And there again, that just depends on on how you drive it. Uh, I'm almost ready to pull the trigger on cornflower blue is what the color is. It's got four motion, all wheel drive, a massive panoramic sunroof uh, with a shade. And the sunroof opens halfway, but the shade goes all the way to the back end of this car. Uh, the rear hatch is manual, which I have no problem with that. I mean, just another added price, which you're going to have to pay. You've got heated seats in the front. You've got uh, steering wheel heater. Uh, I think you got cooled seats, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's set up for Apple CarPlay, so if you do that, then your phone will map will work in the center. But what I thought was odd, they still have a navigation screen on the dash, between the tachometer and the speedometer. So I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So even though you don't, they haven't subscribed to either Google or whoever, or Google Earth, at least they do give you one, which I thought was kind of a, a great feature. I can't tell you how many times I run out of the uh, house and I'm like, oh, I forgot my phone again. And, you know, yeah. that I don't have that navigation. But, you know, I, I don't go that far anyways. And I know the ins and outs of San Diego anyway. So, Well, it's, it's, not- it's funny you should say that. I found a Thomas guide the other day in my drawer. Wow. That is, that's bringing me back too a little bit. Think there. about it. You ever <laughs> tried to use a Thomas guide? I, I had a, a, so when I was younger, um, I had, I remember we had the, it, it, it was a small GPS called a Garwin something. Yeah, Garwin. And yeah. So it's it's the screen itself is small, but the thing was like a like actual size TV. Right. I'm I'm showing Dave my hands yeah, right now is, for yeah, radio yeah. listeners, so it's kind of hard to tell. But this was the back of the thing. It looked like an old TV screen I know, from I know. way back in the day. But try going back to a Thomas guide where you had to look up the street, and then you had to go D11 to <laughs> T97. But this car had that nice little navigation, which I, I really, I truly appreciate it. Super deep center console, not real long, not real wide, but super deep. Uh, really nice cup holders that would handle a Yeti and not suck it into where you have to just about take the center console apart to get your cup out. Still had about, I don't know, eighth of an inch rattle room, if, if you want to call it that. Uh, had a... Uh, you know, hearkening back to Brian's comment about couldn't tell whether the 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 discoverer or defender was charging his phone or not. This one had no light, but it said right and you had to look quick right across the top of the screen, charging phone. Which I thought and I thought, okay, well that's cool. So you wish it was on there longer, possibly? No, maybe? not necessarily. Because, oh, okay. again, that's one of those, once you get used to driving it, then everything's second nature. I totally understand. Yeah. And the, the other thing, too, is uh, I know he wants to know if his phone is charging. But usually, if you look down at the phone, it lights up and shows you how high the charge is. And if you have your ringer on, then you'll uh, hear a yeah. sound or something it'll like do, that. It'll do If that. you have it on vibrate, too, you can also feel it. Yeah. Okay, so it shook on me. Okay, that e- means- Exactly. Now, the other thing, and I was very um, 
impressed with this is the warranty on this car. You know, being a little Volkswagen, it's four year, fifty thousand mile. It's not five year sixty like Hyundai and Kia and Mitsubishi and a few of the others. It's got a seven year, hundred thousand powertrain, not a ten year. It's got a seven year. Okay. And then it's got a two year, twenty thousand mile maintenance program, which is probably three oil changes if you're lucky. I mean, really, when you come right down to it. Maybe you can get four if you squeeze it in there. I think you can get four, but, you know. Uh, it's, it's definitely a, That's definitely a weird warranty for sure compared to the other companies. Um, I'm assuming there's a small reasoning behind it, uh, whether it be, you know, um, Volkswagen is going through uh, some new stuff, especially in the electric car world, possibly. I haven't heard as of late of uh, Volkswagen's new electric stuff. Is uh, anything come up with that as of late? Because I, I haven't, I haven't honestly been paying attention to Volkswagen and their electric cars. Uh, the they got the ID four. Oh, okay. So gotcha. and oh, so yeah. So it's uh, they're in the they're in the game. Okay. Yeah. I because I, 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 honestly I've been paying attention more to the pickup truck lineup. To be honest, I, I've been like that's the one I've been honed in on the most. The F one fifty Lightning. Why? Because uh, I, I I truly truly think we're getting somewhere with uh, that kind of lineup and technology. You're shaking uh, at listeners once again. He's shaking his head no in the other studio. No, he's no, this is no. radio here, Dave. I know okay. I, I've been doing the hand thing and you're shaking. <laughs> I'm just helping. <laughs> the the rap. On the electric trucks are, you can't tow with them, and you can't load them down. I got it. That's right now. I'm saying technology. I'm expecting a little bit better, but- Again, uh, we t- I can't well, believe- look at the put fir- a, put a nickel in for every time we talk about electric cars on the well, show and, every week. And, 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 and look at the very very first electric car that came out, which was a production car. You could mm-hmm. only lease it. Right. 1994. But uh, but again, what is it? if you can, but, but I'm saying if you compare it to that year of 1994 and that electric compared car to today, yes, yeah, night and day, right? So yeah, with the trucks, we're starting with the trucks. They're going to be a pain. There's going to be a growing. They're going to have to figure out a way to get you some more range, especially if you want to tow a horse trailer or, or a race car or a boat. You know what I mean? Are they trying to advertise that way? Like no. we, they're exactly. telling you what their tow capacity is, and it's it's dizzy. when that technology comes by. Don't be surprised by watching the next Super Bowl ad. Now we can tow, tow uh, horses the shuttle or the and the shuttle. shuttle. Yeah, all that stuff. Don't okay. be surprised if you see I'm that. I'm going to tell you once they because I call it and I've had to, I've made this comment more than once. Once the car manufacturers figure out the skateboard mentality. In other words, you have a skateboard and you have enough power in that skateboard to tow a boat, a house, you know, a trailer. But what you do is you take that skateboard in, you drive that skateboard in as a car, mm-hmm. take that body off, put a truck body on it for the weekend. Cause you don't need a truck 365 days a year. You only need it for that weekend. They'll slide that truck, body on it you go out you do whatever you want to do come back say hey you know what how about a sports car and, and then you raise the body that off, and you, put it back the on skateboard there. is the key you watch and tell me plug and play okay okay 
Racer Radio, right around the corner. Brittany and her, I think it's her dad, if I'm not mistaken, her slash crew chiefs in the house. I got a sneaky feeling we're going to talk motorcycles and Valentino right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.